eat too eat too much. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're here. Um, usually this time of year, families are gone to be with their families, and I think that's the way it should be. Families came before the church. Amen. But uh, if you're here this morning, I, I believe I have something to share that will bless you. And it will continue next week. Hopefully, you know, the rest of the body will be here. But you want to do the preliminary stuff. We're going to start out just a little different. I know we're still in the Christmas season, but we kind of got to get kicked off for next year. And the convention, the, the Nebraska legislature, right after the first of the year, is going to be voting on LR14, which is the Convention of States. And all of a sudden, all the left-wing activists sent by Soros and his crew are coming into Nebraska. So that should tell you enough that this is a good thing because they don't want it. And all they want is evil and bad and to destroy this nation. So we're going to give Steve a couple of minutes. He has a few things he wants to say about that. And then we will proceed from there with the service. Give Steve a hand. (laughs) Wake up. I am. (laughs) Okay. So it's kind of like she said, I do know that, uh, the legislation is going to be voted on the week of the 10th, which that's a four-day week for the legislature. They go into recess on Friday for three days. But uh, so we won't know until right prior to probably the week before, maybe. It could be as much as uh, the Friday before the Monday. <laughs> uh, um, so we ain't going to have a whole lot of notice. And there's two things that I wanted to let you know is, is first of all, we do have a really, really good chance of, of passing this legislation. It's not for sure yet, but uh, we're working in uh, some districts that we have uh, what we're calling squishy senators. You know, we don't know which way they could go. So we're making phone calls into those districts right now as we speak. And then I plan on being there uh, the first week of uh, January and going down and following up, and uh, we're going to visit those uh, senators that we're calling into their districts, okay, and kind of get a feel for where they're at. So um, I got two things I'd like to ask of everybody. I'd like you to consider when our legislation does come to the floor, uh, if anybody could possibly make it to Lincoln on that day, that would be great. We're going to try to hold a, somewhat of a semi-rally or whatever in the balconies of the chamber. So I have been calling into Lincoln, and there's, I've got a list of people started from the Lincoln area that want to come and join us on that day. But if anybody, it, we, I figure we can get 70 people. So we could use some help up here uh, if you can do that. We don't know the date. We don't, and, but I will... Uh, you know, if you're interested in do, making that trip down there for that day, if you just let me know, I'll put you on the list, and then I'll contact you as soon as I know whenever that's going to happen and see if it works with you. But I just, you know, if you could kind of look at that week and see what you could do, uh, I'd, I'd appreciate that. What about the count? We're running 70. Okay. Well, for, for sure, right now, uh, we have... 30 senators that have said yes to us. Uh, 33. We're going to need 33. So, we're, you know, we're really trying to squeeze three more votes out of these eight districts. 
And that's, that's really the bottom line. And I feel pretty good about some of them because there's some of them, like Joni Albright's district, uh, we're told that she will vote for closure, but she won't vote for the legislation. But that's where we need the 33 votes is in closure. Anyway, so, and then we would only need 25 votes once it goes through closure. You know, that's politics. <laughs> so, the other thing I wanted to say is, is I, I, I can tell you that Senator Flood here in our area is, is all, you know, 100% on board. But if, you ha if your senator would happen to be in a different district or whatever, and Senator Flood, I would ask you all to, at this time, maybe send him a thank you for doing what he's done. Because I'm telling you, they're going to get the pressure. Uh, uh, common cause is here. And, I mean, they are here. I, I, as I was calling into these districts, they're already getting the stuff and the for lack of a better word, plain lies. I mean, that's what they're doing is they're lying to people and uh, tur turning them. And there's uh, the sons of uh, liberty are, uh, I don't, you know, Soros has got to them. And that's one of the groups I just seen a deal on video with them. So, you know. This week, by next Sunday, I will get you, Steve and I will get you a list of senators and even if they aren't in our district, we can contact them. We'll get you information to contact Flood and Thank You and Halligren. And we will get a prayer supplication together so we can all pray on that, pray, call out their names, yep. and we'll get this done. Thanks. Uh -huh. And that's really all I have unless anybody has any questions. It, the legislation is LR14. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come in agreement right now that by your spirit, you deal with the hearts of these senators that are on the fence and are wavering. Father, we pray their hearts be softened in the name of Jesus and they'll be open to hear the voice of wisdom in the name of Jesus and we bind the enemy. And we say, no weapon formed against God's people shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against us in judgment, you shall deal with in the name of Jesus. So we thank you, Lord, that you're a God that delivers his people from evil. In Jesus' name, amen. And everybody said, and everybody shouted, amen. amen. Let's make our declaration today. Oh, God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Amen. He's gone and we'll have a couple videos. Amen. So enter into worship this morning.
Hallelujah. There's no power like the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Give you a couple quick announcements. We will not have prayer Wednesday night. We always kind of give everybody the week between Christmas and New Year's off, so get some rest and be ready to go for next year. So no prayer Wednesday night. Um, Although you are being rewarded for being here today, and those that aren't missed out, because I'll give you a secret. Next week, next Sunday is Donut Day, and we're doing cinnamon rolls. <laughs> and if you weren't here, they don't know that. So, because it's first come, first served, and they're homemade cinnamon rolls. So, next Sunday from about 9, 9.15 till a quarter till, I make them shut it off at a quarter to 10. So, we're in here and ready to go. But next week will be Donut Day. It's just kind of a good time to fellowship and get to know each other and have cinnamon rolls. So, I think those are the only two announcements. In Psalm chapter 31, beginning with verse 19. I'm going to read the rest of the chapter. It says, Oh, how great is your goodness which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you. In the presence of the sons of man, you shall hide them in the secret place of your presence from the plots of man. You shall keep them secretly in your pavilion or shelter from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has shown me his marvelous kindness for a strong city. For I said in my haste, I am cut off before your eyes. Nevertheless, I heard the voice of my supplications when I cried out to you. O love the Lord, all you his saints, for the Lord preserves the faithful and fully repays the proud person Be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart, all you who hope in the Lord. I think that's a good place to be for the beginning of the year. Um, You can go ahead, ushers, and receive this morning's tithes and offerings. Amen. I am excited about 2022. God has done a lot in 2021, but he's going to do a lot more. 
And uh, we're, I'm going to unhook a little bit. I know we're talking about the city in Norfolk and the whole thing, and we'll hook back up on that again. But this Sunday, next Sunday, I want to specifically talk about rewards. Because God is a God that rewards his people, especially the faithful ones. And so our purpose is simply this. Our Heavenly Father is going to reward His people for their righteous stand and faithful service in 2022. You and I as believers must raise our expectations higher than the jelly of the month club. Did you hear what I said? And you, I'm, I'm sure you all, some of you are laughing because you know what movie that's from. But it's the truth. In Ephesians chapter 3, that he says, it says this. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we might ask or think according to the power that works mightily within us. Look in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to take a few minutes, and I won't go too long because at the end I'm going to play a 10-minute clip. So I want you to stay hooked up. You know, I don't want to preach a short message and then play a clip and you think it's going to go on and on and on. It's 10 minutes. And it's, it's Prophet Hank Kuhneman. There are a lot of great prophets out there. But I know him personally. And I know he and Brenda's hearts. And there's fruit. So this is a prophet I believe you can go to the bank on. Amen. I want to want to talk and just talk a few minutes about rewards and look in the scripture where it uses that word reward. And in Hebrews 11, verse one, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible by faith. Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness and he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, being dead, still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if you and I are not in faith, we're not pleasing God. Is that scriptural? Sure it is. So in 2020, 2020, 2020, 2022, we better be in faith. Because we want to please our God. But I want you to see that God is a God that rewards those who diligently seek him. One translation says it this way. The man who approaches God must have faith in two things. First, that God exists. And secondly, that God rewards those who search for him. Now, most people say, yes, I believe God exists. But they have a hard time seeing him reward them. And I want you in 2022, and you'll hear Prophet Hank talk about that. 
You need to get your faith out there. And because I know you believe in God. But you've got to start believing God that he is going to reward you and your family. And I'll tell you what, I say this and I'm not being arrogant. It's just true. God is going to reward this church. Because we've taken a righteous stand. There's no other churches giving little messages and intros about convention of states, but this church. And that doesn't mean there's not other good churches. I'm not saying that. But we've taken a stand. And God is going to reward us. So you start expecting it. It's not going to be a little jar jelly, honey. Look at um, Luke 18, would you please? Luke chapter 18. Luke 18 and verse 18. As I was preparing this message, this was quickened to me. And it's good, and most people don't see it. And this is where Jesus counsels the rich young ruler. And chapter 18 of Luke and verse 18, I want to read it. It says, now a certain ruler asked him, saying, good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And he said, all these things I've kept from my youth. So when Jesus heard these things, he said to them, you still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. But when he heard this, he became very sorrowful. Why? Because he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he became very sorrowful, he said, how hard it is, is it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God, for it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Now, I'll stop there. If you want to know about that, you can ask me later, but that's an interesting story. And Kathy's taught about that. And those who heard it said, who then can be saved? But he said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Boy, we need that in our spirits. The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. And Peter said, now I want you to see this. See, we have left all and followed you. So he said to them, assuredly I say to you, now are you listening, folks? There is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who shall not receive many times more. Say many times more. In this present time and in the age to come eternal life. Now, religious folk won't agree with that. All our rewards and blessings are on the other side. Uh Uh-uh. No, it says, who shall not receive many times more in this present time. So you and I need to see we're going to be rewarded in the days ahead in this dispensation. It's not way off in the future. It's not when you die and go to heaven. God rewards his people now in this life. The religious folk don't get that. But let them just think it's the by and by, whenever, on the other side. But I believe God is going to reward us in this present 
life, in this present time. Amen? Now, I want you to go to Ruth. Ruth chapter 2. Would you do that? Ruth chapter 2. And I'll give you a little background because every every one of these um, scriptures I share with you from these books deals with rewards. And Ruth is a beautiful story. You should read it. It's not that long. Um, but for the sake of time, let me give you a synopsis. Ruth was a Moabite. She was a Gentile who, after her husband died, left her homeland and followed her mother-in-law, Naomi, who was a Jew. Gentiles and Jews don't really get along. And so what happened? Um, Ruth followed Naomi after Naomi's husband died and, and, every, and their husbands died back to Israel where she chose to put her faith in Jehovah. She chose, made a decision to worship Naomi's God. And but what she did, and I want you to see this, she was loyal to her mother-in-law. You know, and I realize not everybody loves her mother-in-law. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> I love my mother-in-law. She's with Jesus now. She made the best buns. Amen. She taught her how to cook. Amen. But she can't make buns like my mother-in-law. So I want you to see this. I want to read this in, in chapter 2 of Ruth. I'm going to read the first 12 verses as I compete with our furnace. Those are the things that just bother me. You know, I need somebody like David's man, mighty man that went and, remember, no, you don't remember that. Got him a drink of water from the well. Yeah, I need Brad's, my, my where's Brad? This week. Thank you. Chapter 2 of Ruth, verse 1. There was a relative of Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth, of the family of Elimelech. His name was Boaz. And so Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him, in whose sight I might find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And as it happened, as she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servant who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? And so the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered and said, It is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. And she said, Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and has continued from morning until now, though she rested a little while in the house. Then Boaz said to Ruth, You will listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not go to the glean in another field, nor go from here, but stay close to my young women, and let your eyes be on the field which, which they reap, and go after them. Have I not commanded the young man not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. So she fell on her face, bowed down to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes? Now listen that you should take notice of me since I'm a foreigner. And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me. 
all that you've done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. Now listen to this. This is good. The Lord repay your work and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come for refuge. Let me read verse 12 again. The Lord repay your work and a full reward be given you by the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you have come for refuge. So I want you to see Boaz's blessing over Ruth was in in response not only for her love for her mother-in-law, her loyalty to, loyalty to her mother-in-law, but also for the God of Israel. And so she was, and she served, if you read it all, how she was so faithful and loyal. I want, I want to read this just for the sake of time. Let me read this scripture. And this was quickened to me this week as I sat at my desk. It's a good scripture. It's Hebrews 6, verse 10. It says, For God is not unjust to forget your work, And labor of love which you have shown towards his name. In that you've ministered to the saints and do minister. God rewards faithful people. God rewards people that have servants' hearts. God rewards people who are loyal to serve on a daily basis. Even when what you're doing isn't being seen by other people. You're doing it not just because you want to be seen, but you're doing it because you love God. And those kind of hearts is just like a magnet. It draws God, it draws the Spirit of God, it draws the favor of God to you if you're that kind of individual. And I'll tell you what, Ruth was, and she was blessed because of it. Look at Proverbs uh, chapter 11. Proverbs chapter 11. So she she got what kind of a reward? We're describing these rewards. She got a full reward. Say, Ruth got a full reward. Now look at Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 18. Proverbs eleven eighteen. The second type of description of a reward is found here. It says, the wicked man does deceptive work, but he who sows righteousness will have a sure reward. Let me read it to you from the Amplified. The wicked man earns deceitful wages, but he who sows righteousness, now listen, conduct according to moral principles, strict honesty, uprightness of character shall have a sure reward, permanent and satisfying. That's I like that. The wicked man earns deceitful wages, but he who sows righteousness, conduct according to moral principles, strict honesty, uprightness of character, shall have a sure reward, permanent and satisfying. So we not only have a full reward, we see in Scripture, we have a sure reward. You'll be satisfied with it. You know, sometimes you get things at Christmas. Amen. 
You're just, you're just not satisfied. Oh, it's got real quiet. You must have got those kind of Christmas presents, huh? Well, I'm telling you, our God, when he gives you something, you're going to know it. And you're going to be satisfied. And there's permanency in his blessing. That's the way, that's the kind of God we serve. Amen? Now, look at Nehemiah. Nehemiah, in fact, for the sake of time, if you don't want to turn there, I'll I'll read it to you. I'll read the scriptures. But I want to go through, there's at least three different times. And this is so good. And this was where religious folk would have a hard time with this. Now, you've got to understand, we've been talking about the character and the loyalty of Ruth. Well, Nehemiah was, was the same way. He had a servant's heart. He was a true leader. He was loyal to God, and he was loyal and faithful to serve the people of God. Nehemiah led the effort to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. He put his life on the line, and he took a stand. He took a stand. Everyone say it. He took a stand even in the face of persecution and attack. What's going on today in the body of Christ? People are taking a stand. Well, I'm going to go through here. It starts in Nehemiah 5, verse 19, where Nehemiah deals with all the Soroses and the Bidens. Amen. All the people like that. But in, in Nehemiah 5, 19, it says this. This is what Nehemiah says. Remember me, my God, for good, according to all that I've done for this people. Now, would you say that's, he's being arrogant or brash or forward with God. No, he's, he's reminding God he's in, a, in covenant with him. And he's telling him, Lord, remember me. Father, remember me for all the good I've done for the, the nation of Israel. Now, let me read you one more here. Uh, in, in chapter 13. Chapter 13. He says this again. He says in verse 14. Remember me, O my God, concerning this. And do not wipe out my good deeds that I've done for the house of my God and for its services. Verse 22. Remember me, O my God, concerning this also, and spare me according to the greatness of your mercy. And finally, verse 31. And he says this at the close of the chapter. Remember me, O my God, for good. See, Nehemiah sacrificed a great deal. Time, energy, his own finances. And God knew that. And you're sitting here today, and maybe people in in the body of Christ, maybe other people in the church don't know what you do behind the scenes when you go home and shut the door. They can't see some of the good things that you do, but your God does. And because of that, he's going to reward you. 
I, you know, I don't know if it's getting in you or not. That's why preachers got to go over and over and over and over. You and I need to expect in 2022, and you'll hear it in just in a second from Pastor Hank, what God wants to do for you, your family, and this church. Look at one more, Genesis 14, and then I'm going to play this video. This is a familiar portion of Scripture. So we have a, a full reward, a sure reward. Now we're talking about a great reward. Say full reward, sure reward, great reward. Genesis, and I've got to read this in chapter 14 before I get into chapter 15 and verse 1, which talks about an exceedingly great reward. This is where his nephew was and family and belongings were captured by the enemy. And what's Abraham do? He goes and assembles uh, a posse. And they go after these guys and they rescue them. And, the, and then they not only rescue the people, but they take back all the spoil. And so on the way back, Abraham has an encounter with Melchizedek, who's a type and shadow of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to read to you. It says in 18, it says, Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high, who's delivered your enemies in your hand. And what did Abraham do? And he gave him a what? A tithe. The tithe was instituted before the law, folks. Abraham gave Melchizedek, who's a priest and a type and shout of the Lord Jesus Christ, a tithe of all. And now the king of Sodom said to Abram, give me the persons and take the goods for yourselves. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, now you get a picture of Abram's character. I have raised my hand to the Lord God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap, and that I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich, except only what the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men who went with me. Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre, let them take their portion. Now this is where we're getting to chapter 15, verse 1. And I read all that. The preceding verses because of this. After these things, say after these things. What did Abram do? What did I just tell you he did? He gave a tithe. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram. See, when you exercise your faith and you're obedient, you serve God and you do what you're supposed to do, you might hear the word of the Lord. You don't do those things, you're not going to hear God. He was a faithful man. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. Now listen. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. In the margin of my Bible, it says, Are your reward shall be very great. Your reward shall be very great. Nothing about Jelly of the month club. He said, Abram, your reward's going to be great. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to be, I'm just going to be, I'm going to say it the way it is because that's the way I am. There have been people in this church that have stuck with us. 
with Kathy and I and my family for many years. Some of you are newcomers, but you have the same spirit of faith. And because of your stick and stay, there will be pay. You will be rewarded. Might be your health. Might be your kids. Might be your mother-in-law coming to Jesus. Who knows? But God is going to bless you. Abraham gave Melchizedek the tithe, which was, now listen, which was an expression of loyalty and faith to God. It was an expression of loyalty and faith to God. The tithe preceded the law. So that tells you something. He gave that not because he had to. He wanted to from his heart. And that is why Abram got a great reward. So say, sure reward, full reward, great reward. Now, I could, I, there's other instances, and Jesus talks in, in, in the Gospels about your reward in heaven shall be very great. Well, I'm not just talking about, yeah, we're going to have rewards in heaven. But I'm telling you, there's going to be some rewards in, this, in the earth. So, Ruth, Nehemiah, and Abraham. There's a common thread that's revealed here in the scriptures that I gave you. And that was one of loyalty and servanthood to God and others. And this kind of heart's attitude, God will remember. And God will reward. The Bible says, a faithful man or woman will abound with blessings. Amen. Now, if you'd be so kind, let's listen to, to what the prophet says about 2022. And so 2022, I've been seeking the Lord about 2022. And when I first released this word, man, some people got in the religious head and the word was 2022 will be about you. And people say, oh, it's never about us. It's always about Jesus. Well, if you think religiously, then you're going to discount yourself. Mm-hmm. We, have a, we have a crucified, bloody, beaten Christ, okay, because he made it about us. He's now exactly. the ascended Christ exactly. who bears scars. God so loved us, the world. And there are times when we focus on God that he does make it about us. And so the Lord said to me back in 2018 and 19, he said that there would be a, 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 a pandemic, a plague that would hit the earth. It would be like in the days of Israel and Egypt. And he said the decade would start off harsh, which it has. Those prophecies are happening. But he said we'd end up in rest. And God said because of the harshness of the season that we've been in, he's going to make it about us. He's going to make it about you that are watching because of the harshness of the season. Now, does God ever make it about us? Absolutely. Mark chapter 10. This is your homework. Verses 46 through like 51, where he meets a man, blind Bartimaeus, who was crying out to God. It wasn't a squalling and a bawling. It was a cry of covenant. And it was, thou son of David, which is covenant, have mercy upon me. And uh, God, Jesus stopped called Bartimaeus over to him and said these words to him. And this is the word for 2022. Because there's going to be warfare in 2022, I'm telling you. And the enemy's going to try to bring chaos to our cities. And we need to, that's why we need to mix it with prayer. 
Okay, he, he wants to spoil celebration, whether it be you or nationally or worldwide. And we need to stay on it. He asked Jesus a question in Mark 10. He, he, or he asked blind Bartimaeus a question. What do you want me to do for you? Notice, here's the, here's, the, here's the thing. What do you want me to do? If you want it to be about you in 2022, make it about him. That's why Jesus said, what do you want me to do? Lastly, four things are going to define 2022. Are you ready? First of all, you're going to say 2020 true. God is still exposing corruption, lies about vaccines, about the virus, about what's really been taking place, shutdowns, variants, all kinds of things. The election, God's still going to pull the covers off. He's not done. And so it's going to be 2020 true. You watch how the spirit of truth is going to move strong to do what Psalm 37 says. God's going to deal with and cut off the evildoers. Verse 13 of Psalm 37 says he's going to laugh. Why? Because he knows he sees their day coming. This is what we're going to see in 2022. It's going to be 2020 new. New things are going to come. Blind Bartimaeus, Mark chapter 10, got a new season because he was specific with the question Jesus asked. What do you want me to do for you? He didn't say, oh, I'm not worthy. It's not about me. He said, uh, Jesus, I want to receive my sight. Come on, you know what it is. You lost your job. Your marriage is a mess. You're upset about what happened in the election. Well, make it specific. Say, God, only you can do this. But that's the second thing. The third thing is I was sitting watching football last Saturday. It's amazing how unreligious God is. Here I am watching football trying to study, right? I don't know if you should mix the two together. But Alabama was playing Auburn. Steve, it was a great game, and I was caught up in the game, and I had my Bible out studying, and all of a sudden I heard the Spirit of the Lord. And he said, you tell the people, 2022 shall not only be 2020 true, 2020 new, but it shall be the year that the king remembers. And if you study when the king remembered in the scripture, I'm talking about King David, when he remembered a crippled, lame man named Mephibosheth of the house of Saul, who it wasn't his fault that tragedy came to him. It's not our fault what they've done to our nation. Yet the king remembered him and brought a, a restoration a reversal and a new season to Mephibosheth because of the harshness of the season, Steve, of what they've done in our nation, what they've done to people. The king, like with David, is calling for you and he's going to make it about us and he's going to vindicate his church and the king will remember. And when when God remembers in scripture, uh, one thing that he does is he releases a nation from its bondage. Uh, Exodus 2, verse 23 when the people cried out for 400 years, the Bible says, and God remembered his wow. covenant. And he delivered wow. them. Another thing that he does, he deals harshly with the enemy. You think these people are going to get by with what they're, they're doing? <laughs> the king remembers. Hmm. He knows what they did in 2020. He saw every single act of treason. He's remembered. He knows what he said about Donald Trump. The king remembers. And so the fourth thing is going to be about you. And so, you know, you need to start praying and asking God specifically. But I want to say this last thing, Steve, because I feel the Lord telling me to say this. In Luke 17, verse 11, you see 10 lepers. Because you might say, well, how do I, 
how do I prepare myself for the new Hebrew year that we're in, but how do I prepare myself for the, the coming year uh, on, the, on the English calendar, whatever they call it. The, there's a word they use. Gregorian or something. I think it's yeah, it's too big for me, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah and so um, you, have to, you have to mix Thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you you're not done with President Trump. I thank you, Lord, that no man is going to steal this nation from you. I thank you, God, that the king remembers me but remembers Donald Trump, remembers America. Lord, I thank you that the king remembers that I lost my job because I stood for my body, which is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Lord, the king remembers when I got fired because I said no to something that violated my constitutional right. You understand? And so in Luke 17, verse 11, there were 10 lepers that came to Jesus. And leprosy was an amazing thing. It would eat away at people's body. So, so if someone had leprosy, you could tell just by what it did to their skin. But sometimes leprosy would literally uh, eat at their bodies and they would be missing fingers, hands, part of their face, their ears. It was nasty. And so when these lepers came to them, these 10 lepers, we, we, we don't realize that it wasn't just a nasty disease, but it was literally ugly. We don't know the condition of what these 10 lepers were in. Some of them may not have had ears. Half of their nose was gone. Who knows? And they came to Jesus and, and they cried out covenant, have mercy upon us. Jesus, the Bible says, go and show yourself, watch this to the priests. It's interesting how we give so much authority to governing officials. Yet if you really look in the biblical days, it was the priests and God using the government of the kingdom, so to speak, to declare certain things like, are you ready? Quarantine. Mm. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. Certain things that had to do with viruses and diseases. It wasn't just in the hands of freakish doctors who were sometimes demon-possessed. And uh, so, you know, a different subject. I'm sure they're right about that. But the, the point is, Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. So the, all ten went. I'm going somewhere. I'm almost done. All ten went. And they showed, started going to show themselves to the priest. And the Bible says they were healed. And one of them realized, wow, I'm healed. They were all healed. In other words, the leprosy disease left their body. But something still remained. Are you ready? Even though the 10, there was no visible evidence of leprosy, there was still visible evidence. I'm watching this. I'm going to liken this to America. There was still visible evidence of a plague, scarring, pain, loss. They could look down at their hand. Oh, I'm healed of leprosy, but my hand is still gone. There was still evidence of a very painful, harsh prior season. The one turned around with the thanksgiving, and Jesus didn't say, hey, man, you're healed. He said, where are the other nine that got healed? And he looked at the one who gave thanks and said, listen to me very carefully. Your faith has made you not healed only, but has made you whole. I believe what Jesus said to that man is, look at you. You are in a total 2020 true, 2020 new. I'm making it about you. And watch this. It's so new that you are not just healed. One leper, you had your nose missing. You're now whole. And it will be as though it never happened. Because of the reset, the reversal, and the rebirthing of a new season for you. And I'm telling you in America, we are coming into this. It's what Kat has saw so accurately. And that is, it's what I've seen. 
that no matter the harshness of the season that has caused a scarring, pain, come on, loss. Some of you, you know somebody that has died from, from something, you know, maybe it was COVID or whatever, just like those nine. They, sat, they were satisfied for healing, but they still had a reminder of their pain, their hurt, their scarring, and their loss because they, they neglected something that we got to be careful. And that is we cannot stop giving thanks for what God said. President Trump, United States of America, new season, new day, we're going to celebrate. And when you do, a wholeness will not only come upon you, but it's going to come over the nation. A wholeness as though it never happened. Reset, reversal, and a rebirthing in your life, but in the nation. Thank you, God. Amen. Good. Do you believe it? I do. And the reason that I played that, because, you know, believe the Lord and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. So just us playing that, listening to it, believing it, indicates there's good things coming in the days ahead. Now, it doesn't mean we're not going to have more battles, Steve. (laughs) But... Men, with men, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So I, I went ahead and took the liberty. I wrote out a prayer of supplication, and that's another whole sermon. This is a prayer that you can pray. You pray the prayer of faith once, but a prayer like this you can pray over and over and over. And so I'm going to read this prayer to you. So we, we realize that through what he said, that 2022 would be 2020 true. 2020 new, 2022 the king remembered, and 2022 is about you. And I already gave you scriptures about God rewarding his people. So let me read this prayer. I'm going to hand it out to you, and then we'll go. I will extol you, O my God and king, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you. I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. To all who call upon him in truth. O Lord God of heaven and earth. Who is ever mindful of his covenant. I approach your throne of grace. That I might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In Christ I have boldness and access with confidence through faith in your son Jesus. In Isaiah 43 verse 25 you said father. I even I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. And I will not remember your sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be justified. I remind you, Father, of your word in Amos chapter 3, verse 7 that states, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. And also 2 Chronicles 20, 20, Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. I believe and trust in you, and also what your prophet Hank Kuhneman declared for 2022. 2020 true, 2020 new, 2022, the king remembered, 2022 is about you. I believe, Lord, that it is your desire to reward my righteous stand for you with good in this new year. 
I also believe your word that promises a faithful man will abound with blessings and you are a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Jesus, you said in John 14, 14, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Also in John 16, 24, until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Therefore, Father, I ask you for in 2022, these things. And so what you do is you write out these things. Maybe it's a physical infirmity. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your job situation. Maybe it's a a black sheep in your family or a child or grandchild that's not serving God. So you write those things down. Then, as he said, he said, I, I, I said this, I ended it this way. I believe all the promises of God in him are yes and in him. Amen. To the glory of God through up through us. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks. And I, I noticed that thanks, they must have been not typed in there. So but you understand the thankful part. Do you want to be made whole or do you just want to be healed? I want wholeness. Amen. So I'm going to hand these out to you. If you don't want these, that's fine. Amen. But I believe if you'll take time, don't just write scribble something stupid down. Take time and thoughtfully meditate. What you want God to do for you in 2022. Amen. Not only you. Your mate. Your family. Your boss. Whatever you want God to do. Write it down. The Bible says you have not. Because you ask not. Well you're asking in this new year. Do it. Be a doer of the word. Amen. So you guys if you'd be kind enough to hand that out. I hope I have enough. I'll have to make some more for next. Now, I will tell you this. We're going to finish this um, next week. And I'm going to play that again. Because there are people that are going to be here that didn't hear it today. I believe it's important. Say, Pastor Mike believes it's important what the prophet's declaring In 2022, it's about you. Let's stand to our feet. Thank you, Lord. Is there anybody here today, you're sick in your body and you need prayer for your body? Amen. Okay, I thought you were ushering. Anybody else? Extend your hands toward him. Father, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke infirmity and loose healing into his body. Lord, let his eyes of his understanding be open to see Jesus not only as Savior, but healer. We thank you, Lord God. You bless us. You bless your children, Lord God, with salvation, healing, and deliverance. So, Lord, we thank you that you sent your word to heal and to deliver. 
In the name of Jesus, we declare it this day. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, those of you you sent some cards to people in the church for Christmas. Anything else that I can think of? Well, we will have service next week. It'll be a new year. In 2020, let's say it together. 2020 true, 2020 new, 2022 the king remembered. It's about you. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. It's a tongue twister. Amen.